0: Hello everybody, welcome to RPG Cast 508 for July 27, 2019 And I am your host, Annemarie Privetier We've got a panel chock full of people that are playing Fire Emblem Three Houses But before we jump right into what we've been playing, I'll introduce everybody Hi Alex Hello Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hello, Pascal. Hey, you. And hi, Nathan. Hey. All right. So uh, I think five out of the six of us have been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. So we're going to dive right into that first. So um, Josh and Kelly and I made an unholy pact on on Twitter and decided that we were each going to play a different house. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so go, I got
1: the Black
2: Eagles. Go Team Golden I got Deer.
0: The, I got the Blue Lions. I I'm actually I'm actually sad in some respects because after talking with all of the Blue Lions people,
2: I think they must be a really interesting house. They they are they're kind of noble. Um, I haven't played very long, so I haven't really gotten to know all of the characters apart from just kind of talking to them in the monastery. So I have a guy that doesn't fit his shirt.
3: Yes, you do.
0: (laughs) His name is Raphael, and he punches things, and I love him. (laughs) I hope he can be my (laughs) husbando.
1: You're going to have a a, a huge food bill with him.
0: (sighs) I've already cooked for him once. Did he like it? He did. Yeah. So did Marianne. Him and Marianne have the same food tastes, even though they are like personality-wise on complete polar opposites. Marianne is extremely quiet. Um, she doesn't like talking to people. She talks to birds, um, and she likes food. So yeah, that that's Marianne in a nutshell. Raphael is loud and likes food. He's he's like the male equivalent of chie. Meat. <laughs> Meat. <laughs>
1: So this game is like I, the in-between parts are like Fates on steroids. You know, Fates had the little My Castle thing where it had little bitty like mini things you could kind of go and do and see. And then mm-hmm. this thing is taking all that kind of stuff and just blown it up into 3D. Right.
0: So now you
1: have that huge school to explore.
0: And so the context of the the director taking 80 hours to play a house, that makes so much more sense to me now.
2: Yeah, we were talking about this on Discord last night. I'm getting, like, Mondo Trails of Cold Steel vibes from this game. Yeah,
0: it's it's very... it's It's got that, like, good high school vibe, but not quite high school.
2: Mm-hmm. And the, the bonding points that you spend to go spend time with people, and the classes, and the uh, the fights between the nobility and the commoners. Yes. Yeah,
1: in, so... In fairness, in fairness, those games were stealing from earlier, you know, like dating sim games in oh, Japan, where it's all well, about, you know, oh, like I know, leveling up your stats so you get the person that you like to like you.
2: <laughs> I mean, we've established that everything steals from everything and nothing in this world is original. It's oh. just, it, this one just really rem- reminded me of Trails and not just because I played Trails recently. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So we're all kind of in different parts of the game um and so the the introductory sort of section of the game um you get to choose a house and you get to talk to everybody um and get sort of a brief description of the people in the house and sort of the attitude behind the house before you absolutely have to choose so um edelheart um her kingdom is all about um like being pious Is kind of the Mm. way I would describe it. Being loyal. Yeah. And the... uh, Who's your leader's name, Kelly? I can never remember. Dimitri. Dimitri. Dimitri's house is all about being noble. Mm -hmm. And that's not a personality trait. That's a birth. (laughs) Whereas um, Claude, who heads my house, is all about like, eh, we good people. Whatever. Yeah, you're
1: the one... You got the one house that doesn't have like a... Or his uh, kingdom... Well, it's not a kingdom it it's the one region that doesn't have like a king or an emperor,
0: yeah, and so um, to so right, so there's like a kingdom and an empire, and then like this sort of loose gathering of people who are willing to work together for the for the bigger picture and so that's my
1: people so, so there's still like nobility and commoners, but it's more like a
4: mm, republic of rich people, yeah,
5: well, it's an alliance <laughs> of noble houses,
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of more like the Hanseatic league. Yeah, there you go. else?
5: Yeah, that's yeah. A lot of them are merchants, so yeah, that's probably the best descriptor.
0: Yeah, it's it's rich people, and they can they can rise and fall on their uh, money. In fact, there's someone in in your house that um, may have fallen on hard times, but they 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 only give you like these really small tantalizing views of people at first. Um, and it I, I will say it really does motivate you to to get those um, those like hard up points so that you start to have events with them because the events are much more um, detailed in this game
1: Mm-hmm. there's definitely more to it. and I've just gotten to the point and there there's of course there's the the oh geez, my mind just went blank. the links that we've always had. Uh,
2: they're not social links. Uh, They're not social
1: I, links. That's what
2: I Supports. wanted to call them. Yeah, like the CBA Supports. thing. Supports. Supports. Yeah. There
0: we
1: go. Yeah. There we go. Um, like there's those, and then there's also all kinds of other small things you get. I just unlocked the uh, tea ceremonies. Like later on, I think it. I think it's in like the uh, month seven of the game, Um as you go along, I mean, it goes day by day in the uh, there's a calendar and it follows along day by day and there's events on the calendar. Like you'll have uh, people's birthdays and for uh-huh. at the beginning you can send them flowers and then later on you unlock tea ceremonies and you can have a little tea time, and a little conversation with them back and forth. Nice. And if you pick the right kind of conversation topics, like you get more affection with them.
2: So yes. it it's it's funny because I put in my actual birthday which is May 11th and I didn't know that that was right when the game started. So my birthday rolls around and Dimitri gives me a blue lion ring as an equipment <laughs> piece. Oh cool. It's nice. just like, oh, thank thank you Dimitri. So uh pro, pro tip if you don't want to be genuine, just set your birthday to May 11th and you'll get an item right away.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Also, I
0: think the best naming convention I've seen so far in the name in the game is the Amiibo gazebo.
2: Yeah, oh I, yeah. I <laughs> and, ran into that. Or I was uh, messing with that yesterday. I love it. So, if you scan in um, Fire Emblem
0: specific Amiibos, um, you unlock new battle music.
2: Oh, cool! Like, is it a different track for everyone? Yes. Okay, I need to scan all of them then. I don't know what the item that they says it unlocks. So
0: what it's doing is is it's scattering items in the garden itself. So oh, there's okay. going to be like little um, flame looking things,
1: which are all over the place anyway in yeah. the game, where you're finding okay. like lost items of other people yeah. or little so, things that give you little boosts.
0: Yeah, that's what I just started doing. Is I just started finding lost items. And so, like, I picked up my my dad's um, hidden flask and I returned it to him and I got some stuff for that. And then I also have something that I have to return to the guy who's, like, gaga over my crest.
5: Oh, yeah. That creepy dude.
0: He, is, <laughs> he has my hair. He is creepy.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I remember that.
2: Yeah. I <laughs> ran into that. And it, was, it was like, do you want to take your hair? Or do you want to put more hair in? So it's just like... I put more hair in just because I wanted to see what happened, and the dude got really happy.
0: <laughs>
3: like, okay, I did not creeper. do that
0: because <laughs> that was creepy. I um, yeah, and of course it's a fire
2: emblem, so there's there's combat too.
1: Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Like we've been talking about the ephemeral, we haven't actually <laughs> talked about the game.
2: <laughs> but we forgot about the best part of the monastery. There's What's cats. That?
0: Oh Lordy. But you can't
2: pet them. I I know that makes me sad. And to be fair, you can't pet the dogs either. No, yeah. you can't interact with
0: any of the animals, and that's just sad.
1: But I missed opportunity, Nintendo. I,
0: there
1: are I vaults, cats.
2: Yeah, I spent most of the, my time last night running around the monastery, unlocking the fast travel points, but also seeing how many different cat models there were.
0: Yes, and I think that's something that I, I we definitely need to talk about. Um, Even though the story sections are very large and very sprawling, they're also incredibly accessible because uh, uh, the first time you go to a place, you unlock the warp back to it. So I already have like at least 10 warps all around the monastery. And like, as I continue the story, I'm unlocking more and more.
2: And all of the important information is on the mini-map, too, so that you can see where quests start. Well, and even uh,
0: better is you can open up um, a, a full-screen map screen, and you uh-huh. can like look for specific people. You can look for specific um, uh, activities to do. You can look for all sorts of stuff. So super, super accessible. Yep. That being said, like, 99% of this stuff that we're talking about now is entirely optional. If you want to just uh-huh. bolt straight through the story... None of this, only one quest ever has to be done, which is the mainline story quest. As soon as you finish that, you can turn around and leave and go back to the combat.
1: Yep. All of the, I mean, there's also the stuff we haven't talked about where you're like uh, leveling up all your students, where you're controlling like what things they're learning in class each week, but you can turn all that stuff over to auto and just kind of ignore it.
0: Yep. All right. So combat. Combat is very fire emblem. me.
1: Yeah, very yes. Fire Emblem. Did you get to the uh, the fog map yet?
0: No, Anna? no. I'm oh, pretty okay. sure that's that's what I'm coming up to next.
1: Yeah, I, w- I was. Oof. Yeah, I never liked fog when they had it in the older Fire Emblem games, and I was always pleased that they kind of got rid of that because, you know, f- the the fog or nighttime, basically wherever you have low visibility, is always uh, I always I always hate those maps, especially once when, when you later on you get. Uh, like Pegasus Knight or something like that. I had that happen to me in a couple of the earlier Fire Emblem games on a night map where you're like, you think you're fine, and then an archer comes out of the out of the fog and just kills your Pegasus Knight in one hit. <laughs> mm.
2: see, <laughs> yeah, I'm playing baby mode, so I don't care. Yeah, I'm I'm playing baby mode, so I don't care. I'm I'm normal,
0: casual. So
1: see, I'm playing. I'm still playing with permadeath, even though it's on normal. I, I guess it won't be quite as bad now that they still have the uh, mechanic for rolling back
4: time. Yes. Yeah, I went classic just because of that. Yeah. Although, I've, not, back... I've not actually lost anyone yet, but the only time I have had to redo the second battle twice just because Edelgard kept missing and then getting hit.
2: <laughs> rolling back time, is it similar to how it worked in um, Tactics Ogre? It's how that... it worked in Shadows of Valencia. Did you play that? Yeah, I did. I don't remember the rolling... That was so long ago, I don't remember the rolling back time.
1: Yeah, it's Mila's turn wheel.
2: Oh, yeah, I remember now.
0: Yeah, That's it's right. like there's a little wheel, and you can spin it backwards as much as you want, uh, but you can only spin it backwards a certain number of times. Okay, yeah. gotcha.
5: I'm a little sad that it's not as easy to min-max in combat anymore.
0: No. That, and especially, has
5: anyone tried to reverse time after leveling up to see if you'd get a better level? I haven't done that yet. But no. I haven't tried that. I, just, oh, I okay. don't care. Uh, <laughs> I, get I know what I, I
3: get. need a, yeah. I
5: need a flush out of yeah. my mind, but I, I love min-maxing, and it's going to drive me crazy. Yeah. Well, the and, one,
4: thing you can, yeah, one thing you can do if you get a game over is it lets you keep all the experience points that you earned from the battle and just restart from the battle. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. That's that.
0: neat. I do like that. All right. So yeah, um, combat is very similar to to, uh, former Fire Emblem games. I think the one thing that's majorly different is that um, all of the magic casters um, have a very, very small number of spells that they can cast in a level. Um, And it doesn't exhaust like a tome. It's just yeah. these are the amount of spells that they can cast before they're, I don't know, too tired to cast. And they all have weapon proficiencies outside of their magic. And, so they and, don't... You
1: can, and you can take a character down any route you want to. You can train you know, a magic caster to also have an axe or have a bow or whatever else you want to do. Like yeah, it's completely have... open in this
0: game. Yeah, I have a magic caster that their secondary weapon is swords. And their sword is almost as good as their magic. Yeah. Which um, they've also, had, they've had
1: characters like that in Fire Emblem before, but
5: it's, like usually, it's usually pretty rare. the main rare.
0: character.
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: It's also worth pointing out that uh, enemies have target indicators, so you can see who the enemy is going to attack. Makes it a little bit easy, because you can kind of, you know, guarantee their aggro, or, oh, they're going to hit that character, so I better move them out of range. I'm sure that they'll throw more mechanics in there that'll uh, to with that, that. but yeah. yeah, but for now it's, it's seeming like, mm, that might be too generous.
2: No, that that's really nice because you, that way you don't get cheap shotted when they, uh, move in <laughs> and one shot your healer.
0: That could never happen. Yeah. I've accidentally killed my magic caster a couple times doing that. Oops.
1: <laughs> so what do you think of the story so far? Cheesy. Cheesy. Wait, we got another evil, uh, Evil church. (laughs) That's never been done in a JRPG before. It's never
0: happened before.
2: (laughs) And I don't know what was going on in that cutscene at the beginning. I guess you're not supposed to have context yet, but man, that cutscene was awesome. That was cool.
0: That gave me like good goosebumps.
1: It it was awesome. The one thing that kinda got me about it was that the bad guy in it was named Nemesis. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Little, little really? on the nose, huh? Yeah, really? <laughs> Come on. But it but it is cool to kind of see see the series finally back on a home console again. After after, you know, geez. It's been well over a decade since the last mm-hmm. Wii one.
2: Did the other console ones have it so that when you got into a skirmish it would zoom in? Into the action? Uh,
0: at least one God. of the Wii ones did that.
2: Okay. Because yeah. I've watched speedruns cool. of it, so. I thought that was really cool. Every time you get into Skirmish, it just, like, zooms in on your character, and they have the little tussle, and then it zooms back out. And crits feel really he- good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, you can see a lot of the Koi Tecmo influence on this. You can oh, tell yeah. a lot of the stuff is... All the battle stuff is obviously taken from Fire Emblem Warriors.
0: All right. I think we've exhausted what we can say about Fire Emblem Three Houses. For now, we're probably going to be talking about this game a lot in the future. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to jump into what I've been playing this week, and then we'll kind of go around the table. Um, So I actually uh, finally had one of the visual novel-ish games that I wanted to pick up go on sale this week. It's called Bury Me, My Love and um it's i've i've seen this at trade shows and stuff and the premise always really fascinated me because it's about a girl um who is attempting to escape syria
2: hmm.
0: um and so it it's it's set like a, a, a few years somehow. ago um because what was happening is is um as the syrian um civil war and and all of the craziness around what's going on uh there um they started killing off or um, rounding up a lot of the people that had higher education. And so this girl is beating feet because she's a doctor. Oh. And so she's scared that she's kind of going to be next. And so she has, you have a certain amount of money. So you, you don't play as her. You actually play as her husband and her husband is staying in Syria until she can get a foothold in Europe and then sponsor him to come wherever she is. And so you're playing as the husband Nori, um, from his perspective and you have this text message conversation between sorry your Maj your Maj Nuri is the girl um, and so you are texting back and forth between Nuri and Maj and so you know she has a certain amount of money she has decisions that she needs to make because this is a very this this whole area of the world is in sort of civil unrest and there's a lot of prejudice against um refugees and immigrants and so you have to make a lot of decisions and some of them are not easy decisions um and so you're and you always have to keep in mind that you have a finite amount of money to complete this journey and you have to get to Europe because if not you have to stop somewhere and you will probably be killed and so you know you you have to help her make a lot of decisions sometimes she's gone for like days at a time because she can't find a place to charge her phone um, I ended up getting a good ending. I was really happy. I was like, yay. Um, I've I've played a little bit of a second playthrough um, and I'm making very different decisions this time. Um, I feel like in my first playthrough, I was kind of passive in my decisions, but now I'm like, yes, spend money first, worry, worry later. So we'll, we'll see how that ends up for me in my particular playthrough. Uh, Noor got uh, the crap beat out of her And the video of it went viral And so she ended oh. up getting um, a Sanctuary in
2: Sweden
1: Kind of a rough way to go about it though Yeah yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah Not the best it, way to go about it. it It does not sound like a game That's full of rainbows and sunshine It is
0: not, <laughs> no, it's depressing It's scary Yeah, a little um, so. bit of a downer yeah, so don't don't play it when you're bummed out. Um, but that, my ending was really good. I felt very uplifted. And I was like, yay, she made it. Um, but before that, um, I finished Dragon Quest Builders 2. Yay. Yay. So there's like a crazy plot twist, like nine tenths of the way through the game. Because I thought I, I like... Everybody was like, Alright, you're not gonna be able to like come back to the island for a little while, so like make sure that if you wanna gather more mini metals or do more building, you do it now. And I'm like, Alright, um clearly
2: I'm going to the final boss. Nope, plot twist.
0: It was a great plot twist.
2: I, I am annoyed because it was on sale this week on Amazon, and for like 10 bucks off, so I was like, okay, this is probably the lowest the Switch version is going to get. And then it's back-ordered until September.
6: Oh. No! Your, uh, your enthusiasm for this is kind of like... Almost convinced me to maybe give it a try sometime.
0: I would say, even if you haven't played Dragon Quest Builders 1, or there were things that like dissuaded you from continuing playing Dragon Quest Builders 1, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is so much better.
6: Yeah, I never did, but I like from the way you talk about it, it almost sounds like, especially if you know, if you you know, were kind of put off playing Dragon Quest Builders 1, this one is the one to try in that case. Yes,
0: having someone so. with you having a much clearer storyline, having like much firmer goals, um, being encouraged and rewarded for exploring. Like I I, I talked about a lot of this stuff last week, but it truly does um, fix all of the things that frustrated me about the first game. And I liked the first game, but it definitely had its pain points. Um, Yeah. Just everything I liked got better and everything I hated
2: is way better.
0: Go buy Dragon Quest Builders 2.
2: I did. It's not gonna get here.
3: <laughs>
0: Kelly, oh, I'm well. disappointed in you. Alright, Kelly, tell us what you've been playing since you're not playing Dragon Quest Builders 2.
2: Well, I finished up my JRPG July goal and finished up Trials of Mana. Yay! Um, oh we have to do our write-ups today, don't we?
6: Uh no, we yeah. have till Monday. Yeah. Okay. The the deadline's been extended. Oh phew.
2: That uh, <laughs> that last boss in that game is a bit of a damage sponge. Well, I I say that um, the boss change the last boss changes depending on who your starting character is. So I and I posted pictures of this on my Twitter. I got this huge arch screen filling arch demon character uh, for my final boss, and he had two phases. And I honestly didn't think I was going to get through it all because I like used up all of my magic points and fairy walnuts and it didn't heal in between phases. And it's like, man, is this thing ever going to (laughs) die? And then it finally died and I was happy. And my God, I can't I cannot get over how awesome looking the bosses in that game look. Um, you can tell that this came out at the end of the Super Nintendo era just because of how beautiful the sprite work is. Um, so, yeah, I I love that game a lot. That was definitely uh, worth the $40 just for uh, Trials of Mana alone. Cool. And, and then um, because there was like two or three days in between that and fire emblem i picked back up persona q2 again and got to the fourth dungeon that is musical themed and you know (laughs) uh,
0: have you had have you had a break in the dungeon where an actual musical
2: plays no i haven't gotten that far yet i like just they're good I just dipped my toe in, but I was like, "Well, this is a surprising tone shift for an SMT game because the the actual dungeon is all flowers and rainbows, and yeah,
0: uh, it's it's not as
2: uh, happy as as you may think." Yeah, I I have a feeling that something's you know going going to go down, but you just that opening musical number and how... I don't know saccharine everything is. Um, had you play, or had any of you gotten to whimsy shire and Diablo 3? Yep. Yeah. It looks just like that. Yep. <laughs> so that's all I've been playing really. I plan on diving a lot more into Fire Emblem next week because I'm going to be um, staying at my mom's house for a couple of days, so the Switch will be pretty much my only entertainment. So, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Pascal, you haven't been playing Fire Emblem, so tell us what you've been playing instead. Oh, gosh.
6: Well, um, Put you on the spot, actually, didn't game, I? Just because of that whole you haven't played Fire Emblem, anything I say is, <laughs> like, how am, how am I supposed to follow that? Well, um, you were telling about uh, your, uh, the game that you were playing, that's a downer, and that uh, reminded me of a game I played a couple of weeks ago. That I, um, I didn't think I was going to talk about, but let me mention it real quick. Something I um, I picked it up on the switch also, but I think it's on Steam and maybe other consoles. Called In Between, and it's kind In-between. of a, a puzzle platformer. But oh, it's, interesting!
0: Um, it's all grayscale.
6: Um, I don't remember it being extremely colorful, but not grayscale. Okay. There may be there may be certain levels that are um, that. You might be looking at like something that's just spe- from a specific level that's like that. But uh, so in- the point is um, the, uh, and you know this from the beginning, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but the m- uh, the main character has a brain tumor. And the game is him uh, reflecting on his life. So that kind of gives you some idea of where it'll end. Which is to say not not a happy game. Yeah, uh,
0: the darker tone um, of the story questions life, death, and everything between with care. Interesting. Yeah, and
6: the uh, the levels are um, in in part designed by uh, like what he goes through. In, I guess in his like um, in his private journey through, you know, dealing with uh, with having a terminal disease. So sometimes they're inspired by like the stages of grief. Or there's a, a series of levels, um, that are specifically, uh, so what I forgot to mention is that, um, as you play uh, the, a narrator kind of, well, the guy, the character himself, he narrates as you play. And if you, um, if, if you guys remember, Bastian, uh, Bastion.
0: Bastion. Yeah.
6: Bastion. Yeah. yeah. That would help if I said that right. Um, it's, it's like that, like a, like a narrator with like real gravitas to his voice and, um, so there's a series of levels um, all about him and his relationship with his wife and he he goes into um, like sincere details about how he resents her for not being sick and basically uh, you know that that she will survive while he knows he won't and things like that um, but in the end he comes around and he you know he needs her support and the levels are about Uh, like they're, they're designed to reflect the whole, uh, that you can't complete the level on your own. You need like a second character and it's there to show you that he needs the support of his wife. And I don't know, things like, that. I'm not sure how how well that's coming across in the way I'm explaining it, but it's um, it's kind of interesting. It wasn't always the the most like fun gameplay, but um, it's pretty short. I think I finished it in maybe like four hours. And even though (laughs) you pretty much know how it's going to end, um, I was surprised at how, like, how impacted um, I was at the end. How impactful the story was, like when the credits roll. I was, I was um, sincerely kind of uh, moved. Yeah, moved. I was going to say bummed out, but it's you know a little bit beyond that. So I thought that was worth the mention, especially with the the, the downer you were talking about earlier too.
2: Um. I said, I'm curious if that should be our question of the week if you can handle downer games. Because you guys are talking about these downer games, and I'm like, right? They, it stays, I mean, they sound moving, but I'm going through some live stuff right now. So I'm like, mm. nope. I need waifus and uh, <laughs> crazy anime stuff right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, filled it in. <laughs>
2: Uh, do you guys remember that game that dragon cancer yep as soon as i heard about the premise of that game i was like uh i I feel great that this guy made a game to cope but i am not touching that with a 10-foot pole
0: (laughs) Mm. all right what else have you been playing pascal Mm. give us some more uplifting games (laughs) you you got some
1: anime in there you got some anime games in there right
6: my my JRPG July stuff, I guess. Um, Trails of Cold Steel. I've been playing some more. Yay! I'm probably not too far from finishing. i most of the way through chapter five. I think I'll probably finish it like you know, a week or two, let's say, just in time to miss the JRPG July deadline.
0: <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's okay. happens. That's, we play JRPGs year round. <laughs>
6: Um I just got to a point in uh Udaware Romano Romanama so, underwater um, Ray Romano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where I can't I can't say. Like it's not that I'm trying to avoid a spoiler, but this is this would be um like basically just ruin the the point of ever playing the game if if, if I said anything about it. But there's a, a point which I I know I'm past the halfway point, but I don't know how close I am to the end. But some stuff gets revealed. And it, I mean, it really kind of screws with your mind a little bit. It's not like it's, it's something yeah. I would have never expected.
4: Yeah. You'll uh, be getting pretty close to the end in that case. Cause oh, the good. last, yeah, the last quarter is basically pretty much breakneck in terms of plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Keep not really sure.
6: sure yeah. From, 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 from what was uh, revealed, I, I was kind of wondering myself, like, okay, how, how is the game going to really be able to continue after this? I feel like this, there's nowhere to go from, uh, from here but um yeah i mean i can't really it it would suck to to really that would really ruin the game so i don't want to do that if i mentioned it
1: yeah like those those uh those reveals even the even the thing it's been setting up all the game is like this little joke and then you have that twist and you realize like oh there was a point to that all along it it does some pretty for a extremely long-winded game it does some really interesting things with that long-windedness it, it sets things up even early on in the game and then you know pays it off at the end if you can make it through the massive amount of text at the beginning
4: yeah that's counting the second game as well in terms of like payoff so yeah it's all all, all comes together and I think some of the stuff actually you get revealed in the first game but it's not so much of an issue because it, it does tell you all that stuff in the in the duology so but yeah there's a few things that perhaps wouldn't have been so surprising if you played the first game but yeah it's all, it's all about the slow build up fortunately the second game's a lot better paced so it's, it's not divided into just the big block of visual novel at the start and then all the battles at the end. There's actually a decent spread of battles and events.
6: Yeah. And then um like I had mentioned, um I keep playing uh, Trails of Cold Steel and about a, a week or a week and a half ago there was a um a voice actor panel that um that Nisa put out for the third Third game coming up? Yeah. And I know um, Anna Maria had mentioned it to you. I don't know if you ever got a chance to watch it or not. No,
0: I keep forgetting.
6: Mm.
1: I haven't had time to. I keep wanting to.
6: There was a... Um, I, I don't know if it's really a... Sp- now I, I've gotten far enough. I don't think this is a spoiler. But there was a um, a character... in Because I was playing it at the time as well. So there was a character I had just met, uh, Vita Clotilde. She uh. had just showed up in the game... where i was at i think in maybe chapter four and then i uh i watched that video and her voice actress was uh on the panel and for some question or another they i can't remember what the question was but she uh she answered it with um well giving away like her true identity i'll just say
3: and then um, whoops
6: Yeah, the room or 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 the uh, the panel or whoever kind of uh, erupted in all spoilers and uh, oh oh, great, well that was you know she (laughs) she had just shown up in the game for me at that point, Um, but turns out uh, I I played another chapter since then and the game gives it away anyway, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Which is why it's like
2: it's a
0: spoiler, but it
6: wasn't wasn't really. Don't worry, there's
1: plenty more to come.
2: Doesn't she have a third identity that you don't know yep. about until the second? Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pick an identity, lady. No. No
0: way. <laughs> well, All that's, right. Anything I'm else you me. want to talk about, Pascal?
6: Um, mm, no, there's other games, but I'm not feeling motivated. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. Those are like the highlights, so... Does that mean Attack you, on Titan is a low light? Are you reviewing oh. <laughs> Dandy Dungeon? Oh, I know.
0: <laughs> do I need to take that yeah. off of you?
6: I know you have the code. You but... want to? <laughs> you, um... I might
0: have to because we just have so much stuff coming in September that if we're going to get through this July and August block, I'm I'm going to have to take a couple of oh. games off people. No,
6: it it sounded like you were um, enthusiastic about it. I was. Mm. Did you
1: play the cell phone version of it? No. Anna? I I played some of the cell phone version. I don't know when it came out a couple of years ago. It was Wasn't pretty it good. Like
0: super badly translated though? No. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> it was fun. All right.
6: I uh, I got past the uh the first um so in that game there's I guess the, the main boss it 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 seems like is um the guy's like actual boss in the mm. Because you play a um a programmer for a, a software company. And within the first, I don't know, like 20 minutes of the game, he gets fired. Because what he wants to do instead of going into work is
4: uh, stay, home
6: stay home and at home in his apartment. Uh, not play them, but make it. He wants to program his own home video game. Right. Um While he's staring out of the window at his, um, I forget how old she was, 16-year-old neighbor girl that he's yeah. in love with or something like that. Um, like so legality. he he decides to not go to work and so he gets fired. And the boss of, from what I can tell, the boss of the game is his former actual boss. But to <laughs> get to him, you have to, uh, it's kind of like a Zelda setup. You have to um, get past the three or four you know, dungeon guardians. And the first one of them, I I've gotten past. So I guess that means I'm, what, a, a quarter of the way through if if that means I'm playing it. It's kind of a – I don't know if – playing is kind of hard to say because you, you do repeat levels over and over just to kind of mm-hmm. like build up your stats. So I don't know if playing is yeah. really the right word.
1: That was kind of like the cell phone gotcha kind of mechanic yeah. of it. Yeah, it feels yeah. like a game. Mm-hmm. It probably worked. I that, I, I kind of wondered how that was on Switch. Like it worked fine as like a cell phone game. Like oh yeah, you pull it out, you do a couple levels. If they're repetitive, whatever. You know, you do it for like ten minutes, and then you come back yeah. tomorrow and you do it for ten minutes. But
6: it's like it was designed for microtransactions. So it just doesn't have any microtransactions. Yeah, it, I
1: I don't remember what the uh, monetization on the original was. Like I remember I didn't. I never put any money into it, but I never finished it either. So.
6: Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as Attack on Titan, yeah, I was chatting with Phil Willis about it this morning because he's playing it too. He's a little bit further than I am, and I will—I'll write an impression up for it in the next couple of days, probably. But I think we—we we both kind of agree it's um, nice-ish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you're—if you're desperate for something, Attack no, on Titan don't uh... you
6: have to be desperate. But I think you have to be a real specific audience. You have to be familiar with the anime, you have to be a fan of, like, Musu games. You have to, I don't know, go down a checklist of, of characteristics that you need to meet, and then this is the game like, amazing game for you.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, you need not apply.
6: Otherwise, it'll be um, it might be just somewhat more, more limited in what it has to offer you. Gotcha. Like, I think he's, he's a little bit more excited about it than I am um because he meets more of those criteria. No, yeah, it's not he, bad by any means, but uh yeah, yeah. I don't, I'll go more into detail when I think it through for, for writing up something. He
1: he he is the staff muso enthusiast. <laughs> All
0: right. Josh save us. You've been you've been playing something that's very um happy. Uh
1: I have, but I don't have anything well. The 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 thing that happened this past week isn't happy.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh! I know what happened.
1: I know. Oh, darn you, Gust. So <laughs> so let, I, I was making good progress in Atelier Lula. I thought I was going to, you know, it was going to time out just about perfectly. I'll finish it up just in time to uh, to play Fire Emblem. So nope. I'm like right at right at the end of chapter nine. I'm fighting the last boss. I don't know when this was, I think it was Sunday, and it just crashed. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> when, when is the last time I saved? I haven't saved in forever. All that, you know, I love uh, sleep mode on modern consoles, but it does lull you into the, uh, or at least me, it kind of lulls me into like forgetting to save, because, you know, you pick it up, you play it for 30 minutes, you turn it off, you come back a little bit later, you play it for another hour, and you you know you just keep putting it to sleep. And most games aren't, you know, aren't that buggy anymore, so you don't really lose that much. Or even most other games, hell, have auto-save. You can't do anything in Fire Emblem without it auto-saving. But uh, not so much in uh, Atelier. Nope, you have to manually uh,
3: save.
1: Yep, you got to manually save. And so I lost, like, I don't know what it was, like five, six, seven hours of progress. Ooh, I went from Ouch. the end of Chapter 9 to the very beginning of Chapter 8.
0: And chapter 8 was lengthy. Chapter eight is beefy. Yeah. Yikes! 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 yikes. Yeah. See, no, did you I ever go back?
1: Yeah. No. I've I've been playing it, but I still haven't yeah. even gotten back to where I was before the crash.
2: See, I am a compulsive saver to the point to where I have to have at least two save files at all times, just in case one of them does get corrupted. So, I kind of don't have that problem.
1: Yeah. This yeah. one. This one. I got lulled into a false sense of security and
4: gust got me yeah, i'm paranoid noise save before i put it on sleep mode anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: but you know sometimes saving doesn't do anything either years ago one of the first games i was going to review for rp gamer maybe the second or third game that i was ever assigned and actually i volunteered for this one so it wasn't so much an assignment was um soup Ooh. and i was i think at least, like, in the 40s hours. Um, and pretty close to the end. I'm Like, based on, like, the um, the trophy list, I know I was getting close to the end. Like, I think I had gotten past, like, the bosses I needed to get past. Corrupted. So I Gosh. did save. I had been saving. And then I... Um, <laughs> when I asked uh, Mac at the time, can I just, you know... Write the review and no no we have to finish. <laughs> it has to be completed. Oh man. So I did not um write I did not review that.
0: We had a hard time finding someone to finish Dragonfin Soup. I think it went through about four people before we finally got a review.
6: Yeah, somebody ended up doing it.
0: All right. Uh, Alex, it's been a long time since you've been on, so regale us with what you've been playing.
4: Yep, yeah. well, I think most of the yeah last month. Yep, second been month has been Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers.
0: Yeah, you reviewed it. You gave it a perfect yeah. score.
4: No, we don't do perfect scores. There's no such thing.
0: You gave it a five out of five.
4: I did. Okay. I'm
0: surprised you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. I'm surprised you didn't go to the Lucifer <laughs> route and give it a fourteen out of five.
4: That, that's just silly. <laughs> <laughs> Seven, maybe.
0: Oh, there you go. Seven out of five.
4: But, this is like yeah, 15 no, out of 10. Yeah. No, it, it's is this where
7: we talk about 14?
4: Yeah, this is where we talk about 14. Uh, I'm a
7: lady in the show. Hi. <laughs> I like but 14. Keep, keep fixing, fixing good.
6: the Joy-Con.
7: I'm work- I lost a spring. If anyone saw where it went, it's, let me know.
6: <laughs> it's kind of soothing to to watch the video stream.
7: <laughs> so, what do you think, Alex? Best expansion or best expansion?
4: Uh, best expansion.
7: Okay, good. I'm actually not done with it, so you know more than me.
4: Oh, that's good because oh, the final bits of it are very really good.
2: Is this the Wrath of the Lich King of fourteen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
7: it probably is. <laughs> That's well, a good
0: well,
7: I don't have context.
0: Yeah.
7: Well,
2: crap. <laughs> I should probably get this soon.
7: The thing is, with fourteen, it's all connected, right? So they're building on. Yeah. They're Giving you story payoff, so they've they've had to earn this. Um. So I don't know how they'll keep how they'll do another expansion this good, yeah. because there's not going to be the reveals to give that they're giving out in this one.
4: Uh, it's it's kind of weird because this is actually the first time they've not been. Bound by stuff that was in the 1.0 story. Hmm. This is like the first time I've actually been able to sort of go out and do pretty much entirely their own thing. Because even the stuff they're building from was from what 2.3,
7: 2.4.
4: Mm-hmm. No, 3.4, 3.4 yeah. So Yeah, it was after After Heaven's Ward.
7: And yet, Didn't at the same time, your time comments, to... you're
6: supposed to let it go. Oh, okay.
4: You start yeah, something?
7: <laughs> no no, go ahead um so what do you what what's your favorite part of this is it uh this, just the story do you like the gameplay what what's what's hitting it for you
4: i mean to be honest, it's sort of the all round all round it's really good just almost all of its aspects i mean the story was the story's easily the best story of fourteen so far. That's the best bit, but you've also got the music as well is fantastic. So, so you've good. got second, <laughs> second stuff. I mean, again, especially the the way that combines like, it at the end of all zone, the story There is a is zone fantastic.
7: that I just I just start screaming every time I'm into it, and it's like
3: <laughs> and
7: it's like a jungle zone, and it's like amazing. Oh yeah, and the uh... lahi is what everyone calls it now, um, because it's just this. Lady just singing, and it's awesome. And then, and then the battle theme is like it's like starts with electric guitar, and it's like um, I'm sorry, Kelly. It's like butt rocking, and um, it's just it's so great.
2: Well, well, I mean, even though I hate that term, you are selling me on that zone. And this, yeah. <laughs> once again, met, this yeah. zone sounds kind of like Shoal's Basin in a good way.
4: <laughs> Have you met the Great Serpent yet?
7: The Great Serpent. No. No. I okay. Haven't.
4: It, it's sort of a side quest thing, but that's just a funny a funny part of that what? zone.
7: In that zone? Oh, oh, yeah. the Great Serpent. Uh, I'm sorry. I got confused because my mind went to what Great Serpent. Yeah, I have the no, Great yeah, Serpent. So it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I showed him to Anna and she <laughs> was like, uh huh. <laughs> the Great Serpent's amazing, as so is his worshiper.
0: Amazing. Do you mean creepy?
7: You just don't like the little slug teeth.
0: The good, the slug teeth
7: are creepy! Just ignore the teeth. He wants to cuddle.
0: If you look at it from the back, it's cute. If you look at it from the front, it's horrifying.
7: Yeah. that's No, that's accurate. But he's here to save us.
0: Alright. So, have you been playing anything else, Alex? Oh, come on! That can't yes. be all we do.
4: Yeah, there's more stuff. There's more! I think it's worth mentioning the gameplay of Shadow Minasus because it's it's not... Yeah, it's more evolutionary than revolutionary, so it's just expanding upon what they've done before and sort of cleaning up a lot of the old stuff that doesn't work anymore. I'm playing a Bard, which is... I think think that's got less of a... Less added to it. It's actually more of a straight-out DPS now because I think they've made Dancer more of the support class. The bard's a bit more DPS, which I'm cool because it means I have less to screw up.
0: Did you find your um, spring, Chris?
4: Nope.
0: Okay.
7: Um, So, so have you only done the? um, Have you only done bard? Is that just all you play?
4: That's all I play. I did uh, unlock uh, Gunbreaker and go through like the initial story quest and try out a few fates on that, but. Because I've never actually tanked before in it, but Gunbreaker gun seems fun. But I've not really played it enough to say anything. I used I used to be sort of dragoon, but I sort of gave that up after Heaven's Ward, just because Bard sits with my playstyle a bit easier. Hmm. So I like shooting things.
7: Hmm. I want one of those mounts. Yeah, and I haven't gotten one yet. It bugs me. Um, the grey furry flyy guys. And
4: Oh, uh, the... Yeah.
7: yeah,
4: Things that got on to the of.
7: Yeah, some of them can talk and some of them can't. I want one of those. And I haven't gotten one. That bums me out. Um, yeah, I don't
4: think I've got one yet. I don't s- think you get one as part of the...
7: I assume you do. Like, main, they like I don't think you do as part of the main story. story. <laughs>
4: yeah, I don't think you do for this one. I think it's oh. probably a...
7: You don't get dungeons. to ride around on an elder worm that's been around since before the world? Come on.
4: Eh, no luck like of a member. Yeah. I like the trust system as well.
7: Oh yeah, so so they Sorry. added a trust system like in Final Fantasy XI where you've got like AI that you can do stuff with, though it's only limited to dungeons. So it's more like the adventure squadrons which Fourteen already had. Um except now they're Actual plot yeah. characters that you usually hang out with, and you get to like do stuff with them, so it feels yeah. like and hey, they we're
4: actually doing stuff, yeah. And they do useful stuff in combat rather than just <laughs> to, like blindly hey attack. No. They actually hey no.
7: the adventure <laughs> squadrons were great when it, you could just spam the archer skill
4: <laughs> until
7: they patched that out. They were amazing, um, yeah. So, so now you have people come in and they like make relevant comments and stuff about yeah, what's going they're on.
4: They're also, yeah, they're also really good for actually learning the. Fight mechanics as well, you basically just see what they're doing for everything and so you know where you're sort of meant to go for these attacks and so forth. So
7: Yeah, the trade-off is that it's a little it. slower to get through a dungeon with the, the trust than with the party members, just because you're going to have better gear and know exactly what you need to do and yeah. know how to cheese a fight a little better and stuff. But yeah, that's a, yes. it's a good system because it lets you play the entire... Expansion with one or two exceptions completely solo. Um and you you know, usually you could play nearly all that solo except for the dungeons. Now the dungeons can be solo. Um and the only time you need to recruit people is when you're fighting like um primals.
4: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just the trials now, it's just the eight player stuff. Yeah. Um yeah. So that's uh, thing too. Yeah. There was there was one time where I think I was doing a trust and I I sort of screwed myself over because there's one boss where you basically need to, if you're in, if you're using a trust, you basically need to have the limit break free. Oh, yeah. And I, Yep. I, yeah, I was wondering why LSA wasn't using the uh, limit break on that fight. And then I figured out why in the uh, second part of it. Yeah. And so I had to go through that fight about three more times just to build the limit break back up.
7: <laughs> I, I'm so, I never touch the limit break bar because I'm a tank and nobody ever wants me to use the tank limit break except for... I think there's one fight where you have to use it um, in the game, <laughs> but um, yeah, the uh, so I, when I got to dungeon mechanics where like the limit break mattered, I'm like, wait, what? Oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. What? what? But I think they told me to use it or something. It was like, okay,
4: yeah. Yeah. It's fun seeing the different characters because yeah, Alize just uses limit break immediately whenever she can. Well. <laughs> Totally the well She's kind, of, back she's in that kind that of your
7: hunter um, from WoW model of yeah. spam <laughs> one two three, burn all the the cooldowns and
3: yeah, rush
7: uh, the long.
2: as a hunter man can can confirm. <laughs>
7: <sighs> okay, I feel like nobody's asking us questions, so it's hard to really go further. 14 is good.
4: Yeah, no, I think we I think we covered all the high points, yeah, which is pretty much the entire game. All right, I'm going to go away <laughs> now. It's all the high points. Yeah, good luck.
0: All right, you're going to <laughs> tell us about judgment now, Alex? Please, pretty please, pretty please.
4: Judgment. Yeah, Well, I think Josh has said most of the stuff about it, and I know I pretty much agreed with m- most of what's in his review. So yeah, I think I'm in chapter nine, eight or nine. You're going you're pretty point. far along then. Yeah, well, I think I've played about twenty five hours, I think. On the save yeah. file. Which is Yeah, I've been doing I've been doing a lot of the stuff as it comes along, although not actively seeking out things. So yeah, I've decided I can't be bothered with baseball and I can't be bothered with dream racing anymore. So
1: Yeah, that's fine.
4: Yeah, I mean, you never feel like you're missing out on too much with them.
1: That's the great thing about those games, is you can kind of play them however you want. You can just follow along the story and be fine, or you can yeah. spend hours and hours doing all the little side stuff, too. Yeah,
4: the one thing, that's not, I don't
1: like the encounter rate. That's a bit high. Yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah and it's honestly in this game in Judgment it was a little bit harder to get away from them usually in the Yakuza games like you can just run away from enemies but they will just chase you and chase you
4: in Judgment for yeah, seemingly forever yeah you certainly sort of go I've like one or two blocks to be able to actually mm-hmm. get away so it's either a decision of like, is it quicker to actually just beat them up or
1: because
4: <laughs> <laughs> you can almost always mop the floor with them oh yeah
1: That's always no,
4: fun. no it's, it's, I've been really <laughs> enjoying it, and I, I think you played the Japanese dub, was it? I've been playing the English dub. I played a little yeah. bit of both, but yeah, mostly okay. Japanese. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do really like the English dub. Actually, I think I definitely like Crispin Freeman being cast as Kaito. Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job That's with fun. it yeah.
1: for a game that is just so, you know, steeped in Japanese, you know, setting and culture. Like they they did a really good job with the English cast. Yeah,
4: it's funny how they did it because I think they left a lot of the Japanese sort of incidental stuff in. So all that comes in all the random comments that are made. All is all Japanese except for so. Hmm. That works pretty well actually. Which at this
1: point, like, I think that's the better way to go than trying to, you know, take yakisoba and turn it into a burger. You know. <laughs>
0: All right, yeah. so last but not least, Nathan, any updates on the games that you've been playing? Because you've been doing uh, the yeah. same thing for
5: a few weeks. I finally finished Fel actually. Yay!
0: Um, oh, that's coming geez. to Switch. I'm excited.
5: Platinumed it. Got all the recording done. There's still writing to do, but that, that guide is... I, I got done with the media, which is fine, because I had to move my Elgato from the PlayStation to the Switch. So that all worked out, and... Uh, mostly what i've been playing the last week because i've been really trying to finish the guide or get as far through it as possible and uh the story really picks up like four fifths of the way through the game uh up until that point it's mostly just like go to various temples and you know every time you get to a temple you'll fight a boss roughly and then uh once you get far enough into the game like the story just really picks up and throws a couple of good twists at you and Leaves you with a much better impression of the story than it had been going uh, up until that point. Like, it's not a bad story until then, but just fairly generic. Um, and then they throw the sink at you, which is good. So, kind of leaves you with a good impression of the game. And, you know, of course, you're also doing stuff like building the top-tier gear so your character's are getting really powerful and fighting enemies who are more designed to uh, use the maps to their advantage to really push the limits of what the game can do, so really ended on a high note. I'm I'm really uh really happy with that game in hindsight. So, 30 bucks on the Switch, that's that's a no-brainer if you like tactics. Just kind of a bad time to come out since it's right near Fire Emblem, but I recommend it. It's a really good game. Um I've also been playing Nino Kuni for uh JRPG JRPG July. I don't think I really need to go uh go into that cuz I'll be writing a little blurb about it anyways. And I got to some Dragon's Dogma yesterday Uh, because, of course, Fire Emblem came in. So I went to go and, you know, see what was in my Switch and the cartridge for Dragon's Dogma was in there. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I just sat there and played that while I waited for the mail to come. And (laughs) I go on forever about Dragon's Dogma and how much I love that game. It's probably like it's a game where I can look at it and I know that there are flaws objectively, but it's probably like my favorite 7.5 or 8 out of 10 game. That's never huh. been made. So, um, yeah, just running around and, and killing stuff and going into dungeons that I shouldn't be in at this point in the game, but I played <laughs> it like five times. So,
0: so you're familiar you know. with everything.
5: You yeah, you can dodge a snow harpy and a hobgoblin after you, after you figure them out. So, yeah, just sat there played that while waiting for the mail. And I'm also supposed to, supposed to write a review for it. So, call that progress. So.
0: Yay, progress! All right. Any final thoughts on our now playing, or should we jump it to our feedback? Beep 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 beep. beep. No, oh, no, wait, no uh,
2: feedback. I forgot. What?
5: Little too so soon there. there.
0: Yeah, Just hang on <laughs> to that thought. Um, all right, so last week we asked people to give their report card for JRPG July. What did they play? What did they finish? And overall thoughts. Um, so Victor. Um, wrote in and talked about one of the games they've been playing. The Wii U exclusive Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE is on my backlog, and I did try it for an hour once. Oh, yeah, because we were talking about how everybody needs to play this. I stopped playing it because it requires the Wii U gamepad, and I hate the Wii U gamepad. It's huge, it's awkward, it's very hard to use when gaming on an extra cycle. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Tokyo Mirage Sessions reminds me very strongly of Persona, and I do plan to give it another try sometime. TMS and Smash Ultimate will probably be the closest I come to playing any Fire Emblem games because I don't like strategy RPGs in general. That's okay. That's fair enough. I'm going to see Legend of Dragoon through to the end, not just for JRPG July, but also because I am genuinely enjoying it in spite of its flaws. So far, its worst flaws seem to be long load times. Oh, oh, Summer Child.
3: Just wait. (laughs)
0: Uh, for action RPG August, I am planning on playing Legend of Zelda's Skyward Sword. That game story allegedly has some connections to Breath of the Wild, and I'd like to finish Skyward Sword before Breath of the Wild Two comes out. All right, um, Featherhoof writes in and says, "If I have to grade myself on JRPG July, I'd have to give myself a C minus or maybe a D plus. I gave myself three options: finish Octopath." start um, Xenoblade 2 Torna, or start Lost Fear. And I did none of them. Any and all of my free time has gone into Final Fantasy XIV. No, I mean, I think you made a good decision there because Shadowbringers is pretty awesome. Um, if I'm not streaming the story and side quests on my Twitch channel, I'm grinding gear for my Dragoon, leveling low-level low, cla- low, low level classes to level 50 to consolidate my Armory inventory and finally sell off all this really old, low-level gear or I'm grinding in r- levels in red, maid? Red, mage. red mage red mage red mage white mage and dark knight so I can have at least one class of every role level 80. <coughs> oh. <coughs> and despite all of this, time I've been pumping into Shadowbringers, I still haven't beaten the 5.0 story because of my own self-imposed restriction to only progress story when live streaming the game. I guess I'm a bad JRPG gamer this year. All right. Um, Kroll writes in. Question of the week. I ended up dipping my toes into Trails in the Sky FC for JRPG July, and I am having a ball. Great characters, fun story, highly enjoyable, if a little slow, battle system, and it's actually quite nice going back to my old school PSP for a bit. It's so much lighter than a Switch. (laughs) Playing about an hour a day, I'm now somewhere near the start of Chapter 3 in the game, which I guess puts me about the 60% mark. It makes me unlikely to finish it by the time the uh, month ends, but hopefully I can at least reach the final chapter. For me, that's at least uh, a C plus for achievement and a B for effort. The game itself gets an at least an A minus.
1: Uh, I think he at least gets an A minus for having good taste.
0: Yeah, <sighs> nope, definitely. You are a better man than I, Krull, because uh, I didn't like Trails in, uh, in the Sky. All right. Um, Shaman says, In Final Fantasy X, I didn't manage to beat Penance because I got it in my head to get 99999 HP, which means beating one post-game boss about 9,002 times to get enough HP spheres. Ah, he's talking about the Cactuar. If I ever do this again, it'll be on PC for reasons which Chris will appreciate. <laughs> Um, Shaman says I also played the Oninaki demo, which uh certainly goes places. And by the time you read this, I'll have kicked off three houses with female Byleth in and Etelgard. All right.
6: There was a message on the um on the channel about Byleth a moment ago. Yes, yeah, a few that's minutes going, ago. That's we'll going.
0: we'll we'll be talking about that. Um <laughs> I like that we just have it in our headlines as oops. So we'll get to that. So um, if you aren't joining us every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, what are you waiting for? Like, come on. We're there every, almost every week. Like, Twitch.tv slash Gamer. If you want to provide feedback, you can do so in a bunch of different ways. You can email us. It's podcast.rpgamer.com. You can call or text us. The number is 608-729-4098. Um. Or you can go uh, like Shaman and Krull and Featherhoof and Victor did. Go to RPGamer.com, find the latest podcast post, uh, and drop a comment in the thread. All right now, now it's time, Kelly. We're counting on you. Beep beep
1: beep 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 beep
0: beep beep
1: beep beep beep. beep, beep.
0: Thank you. Beep oh. beep beep. Thank you. Beep 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 beep. Thank you. Um. So. Uh, uh, Bandai Namco put out a new batch of screenshots for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, they also, because of the screenshots, they revealed that Gohan, um, Piccolo, and Vegeta will join Piccolo. Goku. It was Piccolo? Yeah, Piccolo. Okay, my bad. Um, join Goku as playable characters um, alongside um, Krillin, Yamcha, um, T- Tian Shinen. Tian Shinhan, and Shao right? Chao Tzu. is the little doll thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. so Krillin, Yamcha, Tian, Chao will be support characters. Um, and if you're not familiar, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is a retelling of the Dragon Ball Z anime and manga series from the viewpoint um, of Kakarot, um, most commonly known as Goku. Um, it's being developed by Man and Amco as well as CyberConnect2, so that's like the Dot the .hack people. And it will come early 2020 for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Pascal, you played it at E3. Did you like it?
6: Huh. So, um,
0: oh, That's a difficult question, <laughs> at apparently.
6: The, um, at the Bandai Namco uh, booth, me and Harry both had an appointment at the same time. And first we went to the theater to be shown a bunch of stuff. And then we went out to the game area and they had an upstairs and a downstairs um, and downstairs was for all the other games that they had, um, Code Bane, Man of Medan, um, Nino Nino Kuni, a bunch of other stuff. And upstairs was all dedicated to Dragon Ball. So we spent our time going from one thing to another downstairs. We chatted together a couple of times, and then we kept asking each other, so are you going to go up there to play uh, Dragon Ball? No, are you going to go up there and play Dragon Ball? And like, who is it going to fall to? <laughs> so yeah, I did.
0: Cuz like neither of you guys are are anime fans,
6: right? Yeah, not particularly, but um even like apart from just anime, I'm definitely not a Dragon Ball guy. Gotcha. <laughs> I think okay. I missed I missed that um by, you know, like 8 or 10 years or so. So um yeah, I, the the answer to the question is we actually I think we both did go up there to play it, um but I did write about it. Did I uh, like it? Mm, I didn't really know what I was doing or what was going on, so I'm not sure how I can answer that.
0: Well, I mean, it thats, sure... that's actually good because it tells me that if you don't already know at least something about Dragon Ball or enjoy Dragon Ball, you're probably not going to like this game.
6: It sure—it sure seemed Dragon ball I mean, <laughs> but Very it really Dragon was Ball-y. just like flying around Ball-y. doing random things that you want to do, and whenever you feel like it go to the marker on the map and proceed the story with which with from what I remember is really just different battles I, like I think each um, each marker that actually moves the story along is just another like battle from the show and whatever one they had queued up for us um, we went to it pushed a bunch of buttons because it's aerial combat and I don't know how it works <laughs> and uh, I don't know and then that was that <laughs> I'd like
1: there were flashes, the, and you won.
6: I didn't win, but oh. I think I just stopped. I mean, it was the biggest um, out of all, whatever out of all the games I played. It was it was the biggest. Like, well, I did that game I played at E three. So, yay, Dragon Ball! The it was a thing award from RP Gamer <laughs> at E three. Yep,
0: that was a thing. Um, all right, so I
6: mean. If I was a Dragon Ball fan, it does seem like I would enjoy the fact that there's like other things you get to do that are uh, that I don't know, reflect different things from the show. And probably I would enjoy the fact that the battles are straight from the show and that the graphics look like the anime. I mean, it does seem like it could definitely be catered well towards fans. I'm just not one of those fans. Mm. Sorry.
0: No, it's fine. That's just that how, how anime
6: games. No, sorry, it's a Dragon Ball. I don't know. <laughs> That's, That's just how
2: ini- anime games are.
5: There's a bunch of flashing, indecipherable action, screaming, and then somebody wins, somebody loses, and you don't know really how or why
6: it happened. So it kind of sounds like Dragon Ball. Yeah, you heard what I said about Attack on Titan earlier, and I actually like that show. So <laughs> imagine, imagine how Dragon Ball went for me.
5: Yeah.
0: All right, uh, next news story. Um, so, uh, Square Enix confirmed that there will be new content for every hero in Dragon Quest S Echoes of Elusive Age. So, um, I guess there's a, a point in the story where all the heroes get separated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, so they're they're adding not only more content to the existing characters but they're also adding new characters.
4: Well, uh, the chapters all have like their own parties so you might have new uh, new party members gotcha. sort of temporary party members.
6: Yeah. Gotcha. Probably not going back to the main game though.
0: Okay. Yeah, this was a little confusing for someone who hasn't played Dragon Quest 11. I don't know. It think... sounds like a really good addition. Yeah, no, it it sounds interesting now that I understand what they're saying. It was just yeah, that was confusing. All right.
2: Um,
6: it's great that the that the game is getting all these nice things now that like I've finished playing it before it had any of that.
2: It <laughs> uh, yeah. makes me so angry. <laughs> That's how I feel.
6: I love
5: Dragon Quest and I'm probably gonna be stupid and a bad consumer and buy it, but I really shouldn't.
6: Like rebuy it? Yeah,
5: since I feel like this was yeah. just stuff withheld. You know, there's no reason you, you, why this isn't being patched into the other versions, right?
1: You you know they could do the really evil thing in six months and stick the knife in by offering it as DLC after the fact. Oh, no, I'm For, certain oh. they will.
5: I'm certain they will, but I'm not I mean, I'm not smart.
7: But why would I they offer it as ideas. DLC when they no. can just sell you another version that has it in it? Right. Well, that's what they're doing. That's what they're now. now. I think Josh is saying oh, no. after you on buy that. Same platform. Version. Yeah. No, on PS4 they'll put out the international version and it has all the upgrades. <laughs> no, and you can't no. buy it as DLC, that's how Square works.
5: Oh, Sorry. let's, be, it, there let's be fair. They'll wait a year and then they'll release it on the PlayStation Five as the international at, version.
2: At least the Switch version has the 2D mode, which is kind of a nice addition. That yeah, to that's me. Also cool. To yeah. me, adds enough to it to justify it, and it's a lot better than what freaking Atlas is doing with Persona Five Royal. But I
6: Kelly, will. Didn't, you, didn't you play it after? Didn't you play one of the newer versions of... of Dragon Quest? I mean,
2: no, I played the PS4 version.
6: Oh, really? Okay.
2: Yeah. Well,
6: I mean, I, that's I, the only I, version that's out so far here. All right. Oh, then okay. I got. I thought there was already um, something else 11? I would know more modes or whatever no no No. Um,
7: so here's what they're gonna do after they put out the international version just to to screw you even more your save file won't be compatible
5: (laughs) well it doesn't matter because you're past that point anyways if you beat the game so
6: So they're just announcing more new content for the for the next version i was under the impression that this was like yet another i don't know i don't know what i was thinking
4: this is still for the switch version
6: yeah, yeah. I, I thought about being upset about this, but to be honest, I don't think I'm. You know, no matter what, I wasn't going to like start it over from scratch and replay it anyway. Mm. After playing it once, I need to borrow your
5: fortitude because I'm probably going to. I decided well, I mean, for it for the start, nice to start. I'd wait have. for the
2: Switch, so <laughs> I feel like I was paid off for my patience.
5: You, you were definitely.
2: And to be fair, weren't the console versions completely 100% done before they decided to do a Switch port? Yes.
0: Yeah, so I mean, initially when they... I, okay, so someone correct me on this if I'm wrong, so I'm sure we'll write in. But I'm pretty sure that they announced the game for PS4 and NX, and then later on they added 3DS. Because they announced this game way before the Switch was the Switch. And then the p s four and the and the three d s version came out, and we were waiting on the n s version waiting on the n s version and then they finally announced that yeah it was going to come to the switch, but it was going to have totally different um it was going to have totally different content
4: yeah, they announced p s four and three d s first and then said they might be doing an nX version okay that was the initial announcement
0: <laughs> okay, thank you. I stand corrected already. No one even had to write in and yell at me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um,
4: hey, archive sites. <laughs>
0: someone is sitting at their desk yelling at their at their phone. Like, oh,
2: why did you this stuff wrong?
0: Okay. Um, hey, you wrote the story, Alex. A tacticular vehicular title, <laughs> Dead Hand, is coming, is, is out now. It is uh, a turn-based tactics roguelike. Um, that's available now on PC via Steam. Um, you guide autonomous weapon platforms through underground cave complex. Cave complexes according to missions requirements. What even is this game? It's like a roguelike <laughs> game, but you play as a tank?
1: Tank, yeah. What? And it's
0: what? not even yeah, like no, it, it doesn't even have cute anime girls. It's just boring tanks.
5: Maybe you can pretend they're cute anime
1: girls in the tanks.
0: Oh, I don't know. oh, you've got something there.
1: No, that was Metal Max, and that was bad. Ooh, <laughs> Pascal knows about that pain.
3: Wake
0: me up with anime. All right, let's uh, carry on. Uh, Tears of Avia. Oh, we watched the trailer for this. Okay, first of all, Cuckoo Squeaky is the best developer studio name I've ever heard. <laughs>
2: better than whoopie camp
0: oh oh we've got contenders because
2: that one's my favorite is
0: is good though so this is um a jrpg inspired turn-based title in development for pc and xbox one um they're shooting for the end of 2019 um Uh, Tears of Avia is a branching narrative RPG with player choices affecting the game's outcome. Players can recruit dozens of potential members across five classes for their party, and those from um, different sides of the war may come into conflict with each other. Um, If you are heading to EGX in London in October, you'll be able to play a demo of this. Alex, are you going to that for us?
4: Yeah, probably not. You suck.
0: Why don't you go to any of the English stuff for us?
4: So you busy on weekends.
0: Okay, I guess. <laughs> next time we'll send you to France. Um, so this game kind of came out of nowhere. Um, Oninaki. Did, had we heard about this game before this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't the remember the RPG name of this Factory. game at all. So yeah, it's it's the next Tokyo RPG Factory. They're the ones that did like um, Lost Fear and I Am Setsuna right?
4: Setsuna right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was announced in February.
0: Okay, Uh, yeah, I'm just totally blanking on this. So this week, all of a sudden, boom, they announced um, that there's going to be a demo. So you can get the demo um, now on PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam. Uh, The demo has both the story mode as well as the battle mode. um, And progress in the story mode carries over to the main game. So, Oninaki follows um, the main character, uh, Kagachi, who's duty-bound in his role as a Watcher, to sever the connections between this world and those who linger in it after death. This is a real-time action combat system, and the full game um, releases on August twenty-second, 2019. So... uh, I'm starting to have like this weird category of games and Chris and I were talking about this while we watched all the trailers this morning where it's like I feel like there are games that should be for me but that I don't know whether I'm going to like them or not and both Astral Chains and Oninaki fall into that category I don't know if you guys have that problem can you guys just look at a game and be like yes this is for me or no this is not for me or do you get
2: this like grey bucket I'm like that all the time yeah that's how. That's how I thought about like shining for uh, shining refrain was that. Oh my God, this game is for me. And then I picked it up and played a little bit of it and couldn't really get into it.
4: Yeah, there's some that strike me as sort of interesting start, and I'll be able to read a bit about them and quite quickly turn off. <laughs> Which I think Oniaki is probably one that fits in that category. I, I definitely. Master chains are but- awesome, though.
1: I definitely know the types of games that I like at this point, but I hate kind of like pigeonholing myself. And because every once in a while I'll try something kind of outside my comfort zone and really like it. But sometimes you got to sift through a lot of stuff that you don't like to find those.
0: Yeah, I mean, I well, think I didn't play my first visual novel until like twenty seventeen, and I really like them.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, is um is Tokyo RPG Factory's like track record affecting your decision at all?
0: No, because I haven't played either. I am at Setsuna or Lost Fear.
6: But I mean, is that but is that why? Is it because you looked at them and you were kind of put off, or you heard no, things? No, no.
0: Um, I I have Lost Fear. My sister in law like found a physical copy for me, uh, but I haven't played yeah. it yet. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I played the I... demo. I liked the demo. I liked the demo enough to ask for the game for Christmas, and then I've just not played it. Our Alexa's just went crazy overlord. the um, I may need to turn that feature off. I think you may need to turn that feature off. Chris. So know. we tied our Alexa into our ring doorbell. And now every time there's motion at our door, every single Alexa in the house tells us that, the, that there's motion at the front door. But they all start and therefore end at different times. And they all make <laughs> different noises as they start their notification. So all of a sudden, it's just a cacophony of noise in our house. That's what it's like when we get a delivery lately. Yep. All right. So carrying on with the news, I'm sorry. Um, Super Robot Wars v-, v and X. Wait, are these actually V and actually X? Did I did I do yes. that right?
4: Or is yes. it like V and yes. Cross? No, no. Super Wars the letters.
0: Okay. No, it's not well, five. E- e- that part e- e- I know.
4: X might be cross, but V okay.
1: I think stands for victory or something like that. Well, v they just don't use that letter.
0: All right. Um. So the those two games are coming to both Nintendo Switch, PC. Um. No release dates for either these games. Both came out to the PlayStation Four and Vita in Japan, um, in 2017 and 2018. No, I lied. There was an update to the story. <laughs> <laughs> release um, dates
1: October third.
0: Yeah. Um. So Bana. So these never get released in North America. Um, there's way too many rights problems with them. It's, an, it's a disaster. They will never come out natively in North America.
1: But, but bizarrely, they've just decided to uh, release them in English in Southeast Asia yeah. and call it good. Yeah,
0: so what they do is Southeast Asia doesn't have the same problem with all the copyright. Blah, blah, blah. And someday we'll have a special episode where Alice can, can come on and explain all of the copyright flubby-dubbies. But... Um, what Yeah, what they do is they just release it in Southeast Asia and they provide uh, an English translation of some fashion.
1: And the English translation, I played uh, about half of V on the uh, uh, Vita and the English translation was just as good as, you know, any other
3: uh, yeah, North so, American localized um, what translation. They, what
0: they did is as the Super Robot Warriors game started getting imported more and more, and especially now that they're on region free systems with the PS4 and the Switch. Um, and the PC, they have an actual like North American translation team working on it. And it has like at least five people that I know of. Mm. Could be more. So yeah, they've they've done a really good job in ramping these translations up. Because mm. I saw some of the earlier ones that Chris got. No, they were bad.
4: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's sort of part of because, the Sword Art Online games as well, because the first one they released in Ooh, North America yeah, was, was clearly bad. using the Asian translation. Hashtag
0: yikes. All right. Um, yes, we, we could fill an entire show with, with accolades of badly translated games we play. <laughs> so instead, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a, a sadder note. Um, Defiant, Defiant Development um, has closed. So they were an Australian studio um, that did quite a number of games in particular. Oh, that it's, we... not,
4: it's not actually closed. Yeah, it's so... Oper- it's operating on... Sort
0: of, on standby, basically.
4: Yeah, uh, not standby. I actually used a word. that I can't remember the name of it. Eh.
0: Caretaker is yeah, how but, they called it. So yeah, relevant to us as RP gamers is they made both Hand of Fate and Hand of Fate 2. So um, they officially announced they are going to cease work on new titles. Um, they actually put out a video of the game that they were um, working on, which looks kind of amazing.
3: I know. Um, it's it's kind of
0: neat. Yeah, so Chris didn't like Hand of Fate. One or two. Yeah, he didn't like either of them. Hand of Fate 2 looked interesting, and then I kind of just forgot about it and never picked it up. Yeah, not so, um So they say that they will continue in caretaker mode to support their existing products, but they will not be developing new products.
3: Hey, it sounds like the studio you work
0: with. <laughs> um, Big Ben Interactive. And now, so they have acquired the French development studio Spiders. Um, so Big call Ben... The huh? Call the no, don't call the exterminator. They're spiders. Um, so for those of you unfamiliar with Spiders, they um, have worked on a bunch of stuff like uh, Mars War Logs, Technomancer. They're putting out Greedfall on September 10th. Um, so Big Ben now owns seven studios. Um, one in Canada and then six more in France. I assume the Canadian one is in Quebec. Probably. Um, Project Soccer Awards. Josh, Josh, get excited!
1: I am very excited. Yeah.
0: So there was a one-hour plus live stream presentation for Project Soccer Awards, um, during which they announced the Japanese release date. Um, it'll be coming Je- uh, December twelfth. Um, yep. On PS four. Um, they also put out um, new screenshots, new trailers. They put out the game's theme song, um, no. and they confirmed that it was actually being done by the voice actor for Sakura. Yeah. Who's also called Sakura. Yes. Okay. I was making yes. sure I wasn't misreading that. So, no. um, yep. So they introduced two new members of the Shanghai Combat Review. Yeah. Um, they... They, the, the Shanghai the, Combat the, Review is the unit that predated the Imperial Combat Review.
1: Well, in this one, like, there was, uh, like, they've been trying to fill in the backstory a little bit. And, right. like, apparently, this one takes place, like, 12 years after the last game, in the, you know, So Long My Love, which was uh, the PS2 one. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm 10 we. years previous. Yeah, and we, excuse me. And 10 years previous to this, there was, like, a huge uh, war against the, uh, you know, the weird... Uh, 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 demons that are that you end up fighting in all of these games, and that wiped out like the Tokyo and New York and Paris reviews. So the other reviews are, you know, like th- that. That's the whole point of this game is like you're rebuilding the Tokyo review after it was wiped out years ago. Gotcha. And the big news in this one is that they announced that it's going to be an action RPG and not a strategy RPG anymore.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Which that kind is, of came out of left field.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean they're they're putting a lot of I mean they're putting a lot of money and effort into this and it's not a total shock that they want to go uh I mean, much as I love strategy RPGs, they are a niche of a niche. You know? That's true. Fire Emblem is about the only type of strategy RPG RPG that can sell a lot of uh oh. Uh, Fire Emblem is about the only thing that can really sell you know, millions of units as a strategy RPG. Nothing else does. So it's not a huge shock that they're kind of uh, going to something that will uh, something that can reach a broader audience.
2: Right. Do you think diehard fans are pissed? I'm, I don't
1: know. I don't um,
0: know if I'd consider myself a diehard fan, but that certainly surprised me.
1: It, it definitely was a surprise. It was a surprise. I mean, there's been you know like five games, and I think there are a couple of Japanese spinoffs, and they've all been strategy RPGs. So,
2: I just, I just remember they, they haven't when, had. Sorry, <laughs> I just remember when Dragon Quest tried to go action RPG for the DS, and people were pretty upset.
0: Uh, yeah, didn't they like immediately pivot on that and go yeah back to yeah. yeah okay.
1: Yeah, they had to. I don't. I don't think there's going to be that much backlash at it. It'll be interesting to see, though. Like, I'm I'm mostly there for the weird setting and the uh, you know the weird steampunk setting and the the goofy uh, stories. But yeah, uh, a little I, little sad about the it not being another strategy RPG because I do love strategy RPGs. But I, I
2: like it when uh, companies aren't afraid to kind of branch out a little bit. I like the. I like the Shining Force um, spinoffs that became action RPGs. I played yeah. so much Shining Soul on the GBA. So much. I, uh, um, Shining Force Neo on the PS2, I put like 100 hours into. All right. So, <laughs> so Alex,
0: d- did it feel like this came out of nowhere to you? Because it felt like it came out of nowhere for me. Labyrinth Life and Omega Labyrinth Life. Um, got an official worldwide release date, so for those unfamiliar um, kind of so those unfamiliar with the labyrinth series um this is a series of roguelike dungeon crawlers um where the bigger your breasts are, the more powerful you are right. oh, and there's petting Didn't, mini games and like breast enlarging um functions there's of those plenty get of
5: banned in the u k yeah thought...
0: Yeah, so okay. P Cube was originally going to put out Omega Labyrinth Z. Um, and then it got an ESRB rating, but it was refused classification in Germany. And then it was refused classification in the UK. And then it was refused classification in Australia. And then all of a sudden they were like, it's canceled. Yeah. No details. Just it's out of our hands. It's canceled. Um, And so, yeah, this is the third game in the series. Um, There was one on the Vita in Japan in 2013. There was that Z game for PS4 and Vita in 2017. And now this is the third one. So there's two versions of this game. There is Labyrinth Life, which is the PlayStation 4 version. And it removes all of the overtly sexual content. So anything titty, go bye-bye. And then there's Omega Labyrinth Life, and by the way, the Omega sign is sideways so that it looks like a pair of breasts.
5: <laughs> no, of course.
0: And that one is Nintendo Switch, and that has, uh, that is feature complete. Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> Did you watch so, the uh, little teaser trailer? There was a lot of jiggle in that trailer. Well, and my <laughs> so particular, it's a trailer. my
0: favorite part is, is like they have like q and A Q&A with the lead girl, and so yeah. one of the reporters asked the question. Um, So I'm really embarrassed to play this in front of my family. What advice do you have? And she's like, you should play the PlayStation 4 version because it's appropriate for families and all the titties are gone. Oh,
3: God. (laughs) And that is the literal (laughs)
0: translation. So I'm going to be playing this.
2: (laughs) I'm going to be playing this on the Switch. (laughs) I have a feeling I might be playing it on the Switch (laughs) as well. I have to, Chris. I have to. I have to. I'm the girl that plays all the titty games. I am the other girl that plays all the titty games.
5: I thought girls were offended by titty games. No, I I I love them. Jeez. Why is the internet lying to me all the time? I don't know. This is one of the issues I wish the free market would just be able to decide, and that's almost never my solution to anything. So, I mean... I don't know. I I, mean, I, think, I think, you're, think this is going to sell adult, terribly. You, you want to buy it?
0: Oh, they on the do. PlayStation Four. I think it's going to sell gangbusters on the Switch.
5: I, I um, hope it sells like three copies on the PlayStation Four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anyways, <laughs> we'll we'll have to see how well it does. Um. So, if if you're going to play o- Omega, uh, Labyrinth Life or Labyrinth Life, maybe let us know. All right. Um, Darksiders Genesis, um which is the Darksiders prequel, um, has two limited editions that are coming. So um, the first one is the Nephilim edition, which is limited to only 5,000 copies. It is $380. It has Darkseid Genesis for PC, PS4, Xbox One, or Switch, the official Darksiders The Forbidden Land board game, a nine-inch tall Strife figurine, a steelbook bookcase, an art book, a soundtrack, and a sticker sheet. Ooh, a sticker sheet. That makes it all worth it.
1: <laughs> that makes up for it being the price of a PS4 Pro.
0: <sighs> if, you're, if you're slightly less crazy gaga for the game, you can still clock in at $110 for PC or $120 for consoles. And that collector's edition includes the game for PC, PS4, Xbox One, or Switch, the nine-inch stripe figurine, the steel bookcase, the art book, the soundtrack, and the sticker sheet. Wait a minute! You're paying two hundred dollars for that board game.
1: I know wow. board games can be expensive. Yeah. but that's that sounds
4: that's like that's two hundred and
0: sixty dollars markup. markup for a that's board like, game.
4: Yeah, that's like twice yeah, the price of Gloomhaven. I yeah, mean, I think a lot of that is the minis in the board game. Right, 60, because it has of them.
0: Right, that's right. You have to buy them individually otherwise. All right. Um, if you're if you're interested in either of those things, you can pre order both editions on the Darksiders website. Um, this is uh being created by the Airship Syndicate, um, which are are people that originally so THQ um and like shattered and a bunch of people went to um a studio that made um the remasters, why Why can I not remember their name? They have a red and black logo. Gunfire? Huh?
6: Was it the Gunfire Games?
0: Yes, and then a bunch of people split off of Gunfire Game and got together with more people from former THQ, and they made Airship Syndicate. Not to be in any way confusing.
5: And they developed Battle Chasers, I think. Yes, yeah.
0: and now they're doing yeah. um, Strife. Who is one of the? He's he's a sibling to War, Death, and Fury. So, Nick fury? no, just fury. Nick fury. No, it's a girl. Nick fury can be a girl. Wait, no. Nick fury. Who who was the fury girl? Fury was the girl. Okay, I was like, wait, maybe War was the girl. No, that's a uh, good omens. <laughs> Um, Darksiders Genesis is going to come to PC and consoles as well as Google Stadia later this year. This is my favorite part. You can throw it on $400 for this game and you still don't even know when it's coming out. <laughs> like, Alright. <sighs> um, reverse collapse code name bakery. That...
1: <laughs> Stunned uh, silence. <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, Tactical RPG Reverse Collapse Codename Bakery has been announced. It is a new turn-based tactical RPG being developed for PC, Switch, iOS, and Android. Um, It will be be released with Japanese audio, with English, Japanese, Chinese, and Korean subtitles. So this is a remake of the 2013 title, Codename Bakery Girl. Um, Reverse Collapse is a... um, One purchase single player title With no release date So it isn't like free on the iOS and Android With like a bunch of microtransactions It's just pay once and play
6: Today's show has a little something for everybody
0: Yeah, yeah Today's show is full of like wild and wacky games Um, And then Pillars of Eternity Was like, surprise, we're coming to the Switch On August 8th, less than two weeks The the Pillars of Eternity Complete Edition so that's the first one so no but it's coming yeah, so Pillars of Eternity 1, the complete edition, is coming to the Switch. It'll be $50 or local equivalent. You can pre it right now for 20% off. Um, it includes both the White March Parts 1 and 2 DLC, as well as all major updates, including expanding level cap, additional party options, and new difficulty levels. Um, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, are released on PC, Max, and Linux last year and is coming to PC4, Xbox One, and Switch later this year. So, yeah, this is uh, put all the games on the Switch sort of mentality.
7: It's a good mentality.
0: All right. And then we have some kind of weird stories. Um, so, <laughs> it was QuickCon this weekend. And so, Bethesda, like, snuck out releases what of, of Doom 1, 2, and 3 on the Switch. The problem was, is what was supposed to be, as, as Bethesda claims, an optional login to Bethesda Net was mandatory. And not only that, but the game continually forgot that you had already logged in, and you'd have to continually log in. They patch it out yet? No, but they did announce today that that was a mistake, and it was intended to be optional. And they'll update when they have news.
5: Uh, uh, these games also came out on PlayStation 4 and, I think,
0: Xbox? Yes. Yeah. Um, but it... it the only people that I hear complaining about the the mandatory login and the repeated mandatory login has been Switch players. So okay. I don't know if it if it affects all versions of the game or if I just follow a lot of people that only play on Switch.
7: Nobody uses Xbox ones.
2: <laughs> well, except as our Hulu player.
0: Um and then um, we had kind of like another like Vic Mignogna kind of episode.
3: Mm.
0: Mm. <laughs> um, so Chris uh, neosi is um, the voice actor for Male Bioleth in Fire Emblem um, Three Houses, which means he was also the voice actor for um, Male Bioleth in Fire Emblem Heroes. Fire Emblem Heroes! Fire Emblem Heroes! <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> And he was already kind of in hot water because he broke the NDA about announcing that he was in the game early. Um, And then, like, over the last week ish, um, he basically, there were basically a bunch of reports that he had been physically and emotionally abusive um, towards uh, past relationships and, and other people in his life. And he admitted to that. And so, um, basically, everybody went. Near, and Nintendo was like, "Yeah, we're just going to replace them." So, here, here's the official statement. After assessing the situation, we have decided to re-record the characters' voiceovers in Fire Emblem, Three Houses and Fire Emblem her- Heroes, uh, Male byleth with another actor. These new voiceovers will be included in a future patch. So, if you play Fire Emblem Heroes, it's already been patched. If you've updated the game in the last two or three days.
2: I oh I wondered why there was a day one update. Yep.
0: <laughs> so it hasn't been corrected yet in the three houses. Um, all the all the day one update did, as far as I can tell, is took him out of the credits. Okay. Wow. But they are revoicing him with Zach Aguilar, um, who it, does characters in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as well as Judgment.
2: So, yeah. Hopefully that guy won't be milkshake ducked as well.
0: Yikes. (sighs) Yeah, so that's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, we end news on a downer. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. Um, Except for our editorial block where we gave uh, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers a 5 out of 5 review. We also have our week three roundup of JRPG July where we talk about so many games. So many games. We talk about Atelier Lula, Dragon Quest Builders 2, Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy 14, Fire Emblem Fates, um, Judgment, Persona Q2, Romancing Saga 2, SMT4 Apocalypse, and 2, Legend of Hero, Transical Steel, and Utterwater Ray Romano, Mask of Deception. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, we also have an early access impression for Eratus. And I told people last week, Pascal, I gave you a solid. I told people that this was coming. And it Thank it, you. It landed. So early impression, positive, neutral. Positive. Good.
6: All very, right. very difficult. Super hard to play. Well, not to play, I shouldn't say it. But high level of difficulty and I played on the easiest difficulty there was.
0: Well, and you also played the DLC that's coming up for Darksiders 3 this week as well. Yeah. Because you played Keepers of the Void.
6: Isn't it out by now?
0: could um, be out by now, maybe. I'm not sure. sure. You wrote well, this a couple days
6: ago, so. In any case, yes. You're right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's out.
0: Okay. All right. And then we have briefs. Boxers. No, oh, I got it right this time. Oh, okay. <sighs> All right. Um, Edge of Eternity uh, is in early access, and they added new characters. Um, Digimon Survive put out their animated opening. Trailer! Thank you. Um, Dragon Varnier PC um, was originally intended to drop during that week of Doom. Um, And they decided to push it back into October. (laughs) Well, it's
1: already been pushed back a couple of different times
0: now. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I'm, it was going to drop in that 20 to 7, 27 window, and they were like, yeah, no. Um, Under Rail gets a new DLC called Expedition, not to be confused with Undertale like Chris did. Um, Souls, Swords and Souls, never seen, is available now. Um, do, do, did we find someone that was willing to take the bullet on this one?
6: Not yet. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Review pending question mark <laughs> um Falcom put out more information this week about the ease nine supporting characters um and it's a super long media story that doesn't make sense unless you follow the rest of the ease news so i'm gonna let people that are interested dive into that on their own time um chroma squad was announced for nintendo switch Um, It's coming out this week on August 1st. So I kickstarted this game. Um, I played a tiny bit of the PC release, but I'm probably going to pick it up again on Switch because that's the system I'm actually going to play it on.
1: This is the one where you direct your own Super Sentai episodes, right? Or something like that? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I I want to get this game too. So um, Black Desert is going to have a PS4 beta from the 9th through the 13th. The game is officially launching on October 22nd for the PS4. It came out a few years ago on the PC. Um, Anodyne 2 is uh, launching um, for PC, Mac, and Linux in August. They don't have an exact date yet, but it will be Steam, GOG, Itch.io, Humble Store, Cartridge, like everywhere that you can get a game. Just don't buy it from G2A. Um, and ReLegend, I'm excited about this because I backed it, ReLegend um, announced that they are starting Steam Early Access on August 30th. So they are expecting um, it to spend about a year in Early Access before it launches on PC. The Early Access version will be 19.99, dollars um, and the game, they have said very clearly that the game will go up in price the longer that it's in Early Access and definitely go up in price um, on release. So yeah, this was originally kickstarted in 2017. They did say it was going to be out in 2019. They were kind of apologetic that it, would, it was coming out on early access instead of a full game. Uh, but basically they were like, eh, we need money to keep playing, to keep people. All right. So question of the week. You guys still up for this one? Do you play downer games, ones with challenging themes like death and war
2: with consequences? I think it's a good like one just 'cause I Darksiders? No, like no, um like Death um of the War? Drag um that Dragon Cancer. Or like and... uh
0: Bury Me My Love. Or like nineteen seventy nine Black Revolution, which I've talked about yeah. on previous podcasts. Josh and I both played it.
6: Yeah. I played that. It's
2: good. But it, it that's definitely a dark game. <laughs> good. Um I would consider Papers Please also a very
0: oh, dark yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Return of Dim. Basically, games that don't give you good feels. Games that
0: Oberdim him... was a
6: downer.
2: The Return of
0: Oberdin. Yeah. Someone got pulled apart by a kraken. That was awesome. Well, someone got decapitated while they were pooping on the poop deck. I, I think it has
5: to be more than just like a yeah. game where bad things happen, like. Somebody dies exclude... is not the same as Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean there's a difference between Aerith dies and we get on with the game. And this person was like killed because they they got shot by a cannon. And there's no <laughs> mitigating there's nothing to mitigate that that like horror. I, I
6: think I thought, it, I thought it, be... it was more, more meaning like sobering. Games like yeah, something yeah. that's just a like, like super. I don't know, <laughs> very dramatic. I don't know.
2: Like I've I've
6: deliberately. Yeah, I've I mean,
3: deliberately...
0: corpse party is
2: definitely a downer game, Chris.
6: There you go.
2: Um, heavy rain is one that I've kind of avoided for this oh, for similar yeah. reasons. Uh,
0: corpse party. I'm giving examples here. Uh, what was the other one? That Dragon Cancer. Alright. Now now I'm just depressed thinking about those games. Let's get into new uh-huh. releases. Yay. Um, yeah. So Mutant Zero Road to Eden and its expansion are heading to the Switch. They will be there on Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday. Uh, July 30th. And then Artifact Adventure Gaiden DX hits PC on July 31st. Um, Battle Chasers Night War launches on mobile platforms on August 1st. Yeah, Thursday is busy this week. So it's got Battle Chasers Night War on mobile. And then Omega Labyrinth Life slash Labyrinth Life on Switch slash PS4. Chroma Squad on Switch. And then Legends of Amberland The Forgotten Crown also lands on the PC on the 1st. Oh, there was another game that I was looking at that was going to come out this week, and now I'm forgetting what it is. Darn it. I hate it when I do that. All right. So, what are you guys going to be playing this week? Oh, fire boy. Emblem.
5: Yeah, Fire Emblem. Fire
1: Emblem. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> What's Paint Pascal going to be playing? <laughs> I think that's going <laughs> to be the most interesting Duh.
0: Um, so I guess our now playing is really boring. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> and... <laughs>
2: go ahead, Kelly. No, I, I mean, it's a game we've all been looking forward to. That's
5: true.
3: Right.
2: I
5: might play some Bloodstained, because <gasps> Best Buy Traitor! put that on sale. They put on sale for 30 bucks, and they threw in a steelbook, and I am just incapable of avoiding steelbooks, so I had to get it.
0: I have multiple people harassing me to play Final Fantasy XIV. I just, I can't yet.
2: I have too many other things I want to beat.
6: <laughs> All
0: right. Yeah, so I'm
2: in a similar
6: boat. <sighs> quick Fire Emblem question. Uh-huh. Is, is, um so is there like a point in, in playing a different house after you finish the first house?
4: Yeah. It sounds like it, yeah, because yeah. Like yeah, yeah, the second arc is, I think, wildly different.
0: Yeah.
6: So you have to play it three times?
4: You don't have to. There's No, no of like, course you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, it's not nine... like
0: fates where you're getting a completely different perspective on the story and like the 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 story you you can't get the full story until you play all three arcs. Um but the stories are significantly different. So yeah, that if the... you enjoy the gameplay, you are certainly motivated to replay it.
5: Um you can recruit most characters uh from any house. You just can't recruit the main character or their main attendant like uh Hubert, Didu, and Hilda, and then, of course, the main three, uh, Edelgard, uh, Dimitri, and Claude. There might be more, but I'm, I'm pretty sure those are six characters that don't flip loyalties. So, if that's an issue, you don't really need to worry about that, but it might take some time. And you have to learn, like, specific skills and build up your bond with them and stuff, so...
0: All right, so thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you, Pascal. You're welcome. Thank you, Nathan. Yep. Thanks, Alex.
4: Yup. Still an answer. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> You're
0: welcome. All right, and uh, that's it. That's all, everybody. Uh, thank you, uh, Kelly, for doing the art for our podcast. Thank you, Del North, for doing our intro and outro. Thank you, Forecast. And uh, we will see everybody in ARPG August. Yay. Bye for now.
1: Oh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya.